0: Hello everybody! Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. It's Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is Andy Ross. Andy Ross is one of those guys I looked up to when I was a kid. He was a high school state champion. He also had some great matches with my brother when they were younger, and he's a really cool dude. I got to talk to him a few nights ago at my show, and I'm looking forward to talking to him, so let's bring him in. Well, good to see you, man. How you doing? Good. Doing good. Thanks for taking the the time to do this.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope I can contribute in some way.
0: Oh, man. You're going to be great. Um, what what is, Tell people what you do for a living, Andy, because I know you're an artist, but like, what do you do? Um, I
1: am an artist, and that would include graphic design, illustration. Um, man, I do uh, snow art, sand sculpture, gardening, you name it. Um, anything creative, uh, I've got to have my hands on it, if you know what I mean. But on a daily basis... Graphic design for some healthcare companies and some of my own clients recently, I you know, I've been doing some uh, work for a brewery in Lawrence, Kansas called Fields and Ivy. Awesome place and uh, designing all their beer labels and been doing some mural work at their location there in Lawrence and having a lot of fun with it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you're a super talented dude, man. Sometimes I see some of that Thanks. stuff, see some of that stuff you do with your kids, like the igloos and everything. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this dude. This dude is uh, super artistic, and my brother's that way, too, and I, I thought that was interesting when I found that out about you. I was like, these guys used to wrestle each other as kids and had no idea how many similarities they probably had.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, talking to Jimmy when we came out to your show, uh, him talking about be a, being a painter, I was like, you're an artist, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, how old were you when you started wrestling, Andy? Um, first grade. Okay. Seven. Seven years old. Okay. Seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. First year living in Stillwell, Kansas. All right. Yeah. My brother started when I was ten, and I remember when we started out, you were already good because you were one of those names that, like, you know, my dad would be like, "Oh, he's got to wrest Landy Ross," you know. Um, <laughs> who who got you into it? Was it your dad?
1: Well, yes, my dad and um, many of the families that were involved in the Roughnecks, you know, uh, Al Hewenfeld. Chuck Wilson, uh, my dad, the uh, uh the Stewarts, you name it, there's a lot of them, um, but it it's what I remember, it's the first thing I remember about being here is being part of that, so uh, it yeah. was awesome.
0: Yeah, Blue Valley was, uh, and I was going to ask you about that in a minute, about all the studs that came out of there and who it was that you looked up to. But, but first, I wanted to ask you if there was... Was there a sibling rivalry, or were you close with all your... Do you have sisters as well, or just brothers?
1: I have one sister. I have four brothers and a sister. Okay. I'm third in line, so I've got my oldest brother, Billy, and then Johnny, who I think I heard you guys... Uh, you and Brian Roberts talking about, and then me, and then my brother, Mike, Patrick, and then my sister, Darnell, the youngest.
0: Okay. So, did you guys...
1: Um, yeah, I'd say... My next younger brother, Mike, and I uh, um, got along awesome, or we were fighting um, or, you know, uh, disagreeing on things. My dad didn't really allow for us to beat up on each other. You know, we were made to hug it out and uh, tell each other we loved each other, and that kind of took the the bite, the sting out of it pretty quick. But uh, um, wrestling-wise, not really. It was just more everyday, you know, brother
0: stuff. Yeah. And so, John is how many years older than you? John's
1: two and a half years older than I am. Okay. Two years in school, he would have been a senior when I was a
0: freshman. Okay. You know, to be honest, it's kind of funny when I when I I remember being like maybe sixth or seventh grade when I came and watched him and uh, when I watched John and Brian wrestle. I think it was like the regional or EKO finals or something. And I remember thinking. There's another Ross. Like I didn't know there was. I, I knew about you, and I knew about Pat, and I think I knew about Mike, um, but I didn't realize there was an older one. And uh, yes. and he was a senior when Brian was a freshman. So yes. yeah. So was he? Uh, is he somebody you looked up to when you were wrestling? Absolutely, absolutely. Both my older brothers um, kind of looked at looked up to him
1: in with everything. Um, my oldest brother Billy. Um, is an amazing artist and uh, could draw amazing things, comic books and characters, superheroes and things like that, um, and probably inspired me more than anything else to want to be creative.
0: Yeah. Did Billy wrestle too?
1: He did. Okay. Uh, Billy wrestled at uh, NEO after high school um, in Miami, Oklahoma, and was uh, he placed sixth at Nationals, I think mm-hmm. his second year there, and then uh, – Walked on to uh, the team at OU for a little while, but uh, decided to go the fraternity route, have a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, wrestle with those guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. I had no idea that not only, you know, that Billy wrestled, but he was a freaking college All-American. The things you yes. don't know about people is amazing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, and my dad had us thinking that everyone that, w- that came from Blue Valley was rich. And then, and then I think you and I spoke a little bit through messenger and you said something about going to college and that's the only way you could have gone. And I'm like, Oh, well maybe they weren't like, you know, we thought like the Rosses and all you guys were just like filthy rich. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, rich with love. I mean, we were close. Um, My dad worked his butt off all the time. um, And I don't ever remember, you know, uh, going without anything we had some some good things but uh i wouldn't say rich yeah Uh, money wise no no but we did okay
0: yeah yeah um well plus if you have six kids or five kids however many you guys had um it was six right six total six kids yeah yeah so i don't care how much money you make if you got six kids it's going to be stretched out a little bit (laughs) oh
1: yeah oh yeah there were some uh there were some scraps over food at the table a few times a couple of funny stories uh In regards to that, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I bet. Um, I wanted to ask you before I get into your own stuff uh, did Pat wrestle in college?
1: Pat did not wrestle in college. Patrick kicked at Butler, Butler Community College. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: okay. He was an awesome
1: kicker. And uh, Johnny kicked for Old Miss. Wow. um, And Billy went to NEO and then to uh, OU okay graduated for you
0: wow that's awesome and he was a three-time runner-up also right Patrick was yes yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you did he always was it always arc city guys that kept him from winning a title
1: oh man honestly I'm not sure um, okay his senior year I was one of the assistant coaches um uh, of the Blue Valley team and I believe it was either that year or the year before his junior year that they were state champs for the first time ever as a team.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: Pat was Pat was amazing. Uh, always if he lost it was close, but three-time runner-up, but he was also he was a state champ in little kids too. He was actually a state champ before I was by about 10 minutes.
0: Oh really? So, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, but he Patrick was An amazing wrestler, uh, baseball player. He's a pitcher and kicked the ball. Uh, My brother, Michael, still holds the Kansas State record for the longest high school football field goal. There's two other guys tied with him at 57 yards. Um, uh, Athletes, for sure. Yeah.
0: Where did that come from? Was that your mom or your dad, or do you know? That comes from both of them, I'd say. But my dad was uh,
1: my dad was a full ride scholarship uh, running back to OU in the '60s. Wow! And uh, was a wrestler, um, big guy, um, heck of an athlete.
0: I remember your dad. Is he is he still is he still alive? Your he dad? Is,
1: okay, he is. Just okay. talked to him a little bit ago. He he just my mom and dad still live in the same house, about ten minutes away from where I am now.
0: I remember he was a big dude, and he had that little mustache, and, uh, yeah. and, and I don't know that I ever talked to him. I just knew who he was from a distance. Yeah. And, yeah. He was always the there. And, and I don't know that I ever talked to you. I just knew who you were. You know, he used to have matches with my brother, and, and I remember the only time we talked, it was after I wrestled a kid named Joe Norenberg, and I beat him 6-4, to four and I had no idea who he was, but he gave me a hell of a match. And the next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom, and I look up, and you're standing there, and you go, good match. And I'm like, Andy Ross just talked to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there was a, there was one Saturday here. Hold on a sec. Uh, there was a Saturday meet where it hadn't started yet, and it was that time when um, boomboxes were on the mat and people were doing breakdancing over on one side of the gym. I don't know if you remember that happening yeah. back in the day. Uh, but I was sitting on the mat talking to your brother Jimmy, and uh, I had my back turned and you came up from behind and just <laughs> tackled me. Uh you're like, hey what's what's up? So I was like, man, yeah, you uh, I remember talking to you a few times.
0: Okay. That's funny. I, I don't remember doing that, but I don't I don't not believe it. Um <laughs> so so how many kids state championships did you win? Were you did you win it a lot? Okay. Just one. Okay. One. Eighth, eighth grade year. Eighth okay. grade year. All right. Against against Billy Tally. Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Tell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I miss. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but man, I miss kids wrestling. You know, like high school was one thing and college was another, but kids wrestling, it was so much fun. And yeah. you know, I, I made some of my best friends and some of my best memories are from from kids wrestling and uh, and you know. Like Gonz Medina told me a few weeks ago, he was like, "Don't ask people about kids state championships. Nobody cares about that." And I, <laughs> and I was like, "I care about it. That was the best time of my life was kids wrestling." Yeah. Um, oh man, um,
1: yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, maybe not maybe not the practices so much, but the Saturdays, um, the gyms, the t shirts, yeah. the brackets, the medals, it, uh,
0: the people. Um, yeah.
1: Man, I think about it more than anybody would believe. I yeah. Still do. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, tell me about uh, the Blue Valley Kids program because Mike McCutcheon is kind of legendary for being a hard ass.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was. He was. Um but it made us it made us work pretty hard. Um actually it made us work real hard. Um He was amazing. Um he he was always there in your corner. Uh, he worked you hard in practice. I didn't ever want to be the reason why we had to do upsides or run stairs or drill over and over and over again. But um, it was all worth it. Um, yeah, he was awesome.
0: Yeah, was he? Uh, was he? Was he like? Do you think he'd be allowed to coach today? Was he that kind of hard ass?
1: Um. Yeah, I think he'd be able to coach today, but. Uh, you know, there might be some complaints. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just worked as hard. I, you know, I don't know what else to say other than that. Um, yeah, I, I tried to make sure that I wasn't one that would cause any problems, and I don't think I was. So, uh, uh, he was an awesome guy.
0: Yeah, the first part of my uh, kid's career was at jo- in Johnson County, and then we went to uh, Bonner Springs. And, man, we had some of the toughest practices. We used to do things called killer sprints where you had to sprint down to the end of the gym and do 15 or 20 push-ups and sprint down and do 14 and sprint down. And by the end of that thing, you were dead. And we did that at the end of practice and climbing ropes and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I wish every kid would wrestle just just to realize how how good it is for you, you know, um, and what it does for you later on in life. Um do you remember how freaking tough the Blue Valley Invitational was? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I
1: could look at a bracket most of the time, and, you know, I may not remember all the names, but I could look at a bracket and say, this one's mine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But you didn't know. That big old bracket at the Invitational, Blue Valley Invitational, you didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: You know, I, yeah, I, won it, I won it when I was probably seven year, seven or eight years old. I think it was my second year of wrestling. And I think it may have been the only 32-man bracket I was ever in. <laughs> and I wrestled five matches, and I beat Brett Williams in the finals, who, you know, mm. went on to be freaking awesome. Um, so the, one of the best matches of my life was in, when I was eight years old. So, um, you know, I, I still think about those things all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all of those, uh, all those studs you grew up around, Chris Kulat, Kevin Stewart, uh, the Wilsons, um, the Nudabooms, is there any of them that... Uh, was there one in particular that you looked up to, or did you just look up to all of them?
1: Kevin Stewart, from afar, uh, being a little bit behind him.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think by two years. But, man... Um, Coming in as a freshman, as a state champion in eighth grade, it, the mental of now you're in high school and you can wrestle seniors, and um, that was kind of a that, that messed with my mind pretty good. Um, I was a state champ at 85 pounds eighth grade year. I didn't grow, so the weight my freshman year, 98 pound weight class. I rest. I weighed 83. Okay. So um, it was tough. But the reason I'm telling you that is because my drilling partner and live partner uh, was Chris Kula. Oh, wow. And um, I'd say a lot of my success my freshman year, I made it to the semifinals at state my freshman year, EKL champ, regional champ. But it was because <laughs> that's the guy I was practicing with every day. He yeah. just was nonstop. And... All, he was he was always laughing and having a good time. He loved it. You could just tell he loved it. Um, really looked up to Chris and grateful for uh, that mat time. Yeah, I so, bet. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. When you're wrestling somebody that's you know one of the best in the state every single day, and he had what? Did he win twice? He won two ta- two state titles.
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't think it was three, two. I'm trying to see his name up on the wall. I think it's up there twice at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, I, I've talked about this before. I, I mentioned it to Brian Roberts, but um, wrestlers, especially good wrestlers, oftentimes have cool names, at least I thought they were, you know, like Chris Kulat and Kevin Stewart yeah. and uh, yeah. Andy Ross and uh, Jimmy uh, Jeff Sickman. You know, they were all yeah. these just just cool names. Um, Randy
1: Patch.
0: Randy Patch, Kyle Patch. Um, yeah. And his dad, was Don Patch, was our, our kids club coach at Bonner Springs. And, uh, great dude. Great dude. Yeah. Um, somebody else I wanted to ask you about was, uh, uh, Travis Heuenfeld. Sonny fight brought him up in a comment, and then I remembered the name, and Sonny was like, Chris, Travis Heuenfeld was basically unbeatable. Was he a yeah. uh, multiple state champion, too? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I don't ever remember Travis in any way other than with a bracket in his hand, you know? Uh, <laughs> And his, he was intense. He was awesome. Uh, natural, but he worked hard. Um, his dad was amazing. And one of the big reasons why, you know, the refnecks were what they were. Uh, yeah, yeah, Travis Hufo was good at wrestling, baseball, football, you name it. Just that guy? Absolute stud,
0: yeah. Yeah. Did he, uh, Did so he was a few years older than you too, right?
1: Um, hmm. One year, I believe. Okay. Uh, but he went to Rockhurst, so it's quite possible we were in the same grade.
0: I think he was one year ahead of me in school. Okay. Do you remember how he did in high school? I don't. Okay.
1: I don't remember.
0: Yeah, when Sonny brought that up I was like, I remember that name and I remember people being, you know, kind of afraid of Travis Heinfeld, but I didn't know much about him other than that. Um right. And I thought I knew everything when I was a kid, but after doing these podcasts, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people I didn't even, I don't even know. You know, like, I didn't realize Billy was so freaking good. I didn't know John was so good until he was a senior in high school, because he was like, he graduated in what, like 89 or something? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, 88. Yeah. 89. 89. Yeah. Okay. Um, What do you remember about uh, your matches with my brother, if anything? Um
1: well i remember two of the matches specifically and uh that the first one i remember is him beating me um which uh i have to say caught me off guard okay Uh, and that was the second to the last time he wrestled and then the last time we wrestled uh i beat him so those are the two that i specifically remember um and then i remember uh jimmy and you coming into a locker room and i don't know if it was the day he beat me i was pretty i was pretty upset about it it was a close match both those last two matches were real close and uh he told me about how hard he had worked off season to get to this point to be to beat me at least that's what i remember him saying um and uh that's (laughs) dumb but at the same time um It kind of awakened me to the fact that uh, I could be somebody that uh, another person's gunning after. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But uh, I'm sure we wrestled a bunch, you know, over the years.
0: Well, I know. I don't know if it was the first time you wrestled or not, but it may have been the finals at, like, Olathe or one of those tournaments. And, uh, I remember you beating him pretty good. And I think that may have motivated him to get better because I think you beat him like maybe 11 to nothing. And I remember my mom, uh, (laughs) you kicked his butt the whole time. And I remember her taking a picture and you had him in a double chicken wing and he was on his back. And, and I was like, mom, why did you take a picture of that? And she's like, well, their butts are both kind of up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's because Andy's got him in a double chicken wing trying to pin him. And oh, uh, my mom was so like, well, I didn't know. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. The I don't remember happen.
1: that. I just remember, oh, man, uh, those last two matches were, were I mean, one-point matches, I think, okay. three to two, four to three. Yeah. And and Gassers, um, and just, abs- yeah, took everything I had. Everything I
0: had. Yeah, he was. Uh, did you guys wrestle at state one year, at kids? Or do you remember? I don't remember either.
1: I don't. I don't remember that. I don't remember that happening. Okay. Um, I don't think so. Uh,
0: yeah, but we could have. Yeah, I. Uh, I can imagine that that wrestling him would get you tired because I've never met anybody to this day, especially when he's in his prime, who had a better gas tank. I mean, he was never out of a match. I was that guy. I was. I was really good at holding a lead. Like, I rarely gave up leads once I got one. But you could never count him out of anything. Um, yeah. And he had some matches like that where I'm like, well, he's going to lose. And and he didn't lose and uh, because he just would not stop. And another thing about Jimmy is I don't think he ever lost a match and was like, I lost that legitimately. He was always like, I got screwed. <laughs> uh that's so funny um tell me about your high school career then like year by year so your freshman year you make to the semis and and by the way um i'm sorry i feel like i'm talking a lot in this because i I, i'm all fired up just talking to you um it's it's really a testament to how good you were that you were undersized and still did as well as you did because i was talking to somebody about this the other day um especially back then, it's really, I was talking to Travis Fippen about how well his kid did as a freshman and he was way undersized too. And it's it's not normal for kids to do well when they're undersized no matter how talented they were. So that's a testament to how freaking uh, good you were.
1: Yeah, I was extremely worried actually because the athletic director, I heard a conversation uh, from Earshot of the athletic director saying he's too small. This is, dangerous for him and i remember thinking in my mind you know i'm a state champ you know uh <laughs> but you know 83 to 98 that's a it's a heck of an advantage and i feel like i don't remember who i lost to but as soon as i lost that first match in the semi pfft, um i was done i feel like uh but yeah I, you know i didn't win all my matches but uh, most of them that freshman year um EKL champ, good match at, uh, EKL finals was against, uh, I think it was Daniel Escalante from Olathe North. Oh, wow. He was stud. Oh man. Yeah. We had, uh, that freshman year before I made varsity, I wrestled in a JD tournament and I wrestled Daniel Escalante in the finals of that JD meet as well. And we were both bleeding from the nose. And like on the eyebrow, it was just a bloody awesome match. Uh, and then the finals of EKL freshman year was Daniel Escalante. Regionals I don't remember, but I won regionals. Made it to the semis, um, and was super proud of that man. I w- maybe maybe more proud of that than being a state champ, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, sophomore year. Uh, wrestled ninety eight. No, it was either ninety eight or that's the year that it swapped over to one hundred three. Okay, um, but I wasn't having to cut weight. Uh, but I wasn't. I wasn't eighty three pounds. I had creeped up closer. You know. Yeah. Um, EKL champ, regional champ, and then I got third at okay. state, and um, that bothered me because. You know, when the finals match is still going on and you go to the curtain, behind the curtain, to start getting in your chair so they can get you out to the podium after the finals match is over, sitting in that third place uh, fold out chair. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, And I don't, I see the face of the guy that got second, but I can't remember his name and I should know his name because, you know, I remember him all through little kids, but I can't remember his name. But Justin Ware, I'm pretty sure Justin Ware was state champ that year. Okay. In that, in my bracket. Okay. Pretty sure.
0: Man, um, Justin Ware, I love talking about that dude. He was a freaking stud. Did you ever wrestle him? I did
1: um, one time that I remember, uh, real in little kids, early, early on. Um, he tried to toss me, and I pinned him in about ten seconds. Oh wow! Not. You know, yeah. You know how you, you try to lateral or suplex whatever it is, and boom, just landed flat on top of him. And you know, if I can get a if I can get a neck wrench in, you're done. Yeah. So yeah, uh, um, that's the only time I remember wrestling him for sure. But I will bet you I did multiple times. Well, he was amazing.
0: Yeah. You're you're strong. You're... strong. I bet man you're you're one of the I don't care what it was you're one of the only people in Kansas history that's beaten that guy there's only well, there's only two or three of you
1: well uh I think I've got pictures of me with with him on his back, I think you know uh, in in that red singlet um that's what I remember. he's wearing a red singlet um,
0: Do you remember where that was at? Um, do you remember a guy named Scott Murray? Oh yeah, where was he
1: from? Topeka. Uh, it was in Topeka. Yeah, the mat. The match against where was in Topeka, I think. Okay. Wow. I, I see the gym, and I see Scott Murray and his dad on the side of the mat, and and the match against Justin. You know, that's like that's what I remember about it. Okay.
0: Dude, yeah, yeah I bet I bet it's you and Billy Talley are probably the only guys in Kansas history that that beat him because. I mean, I think he won like 10 kids' titles and obviously four in high school and uh, and and just handed it to everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, there were I've, I've said this before on here, but there were kids that were good, and then there was Justin Ware. And, I mean, he would – I've told this story before on the podcast. Like, I remember one time Escalante getting beat by him by five points. And it was like going through the kids' tournament, state tournament. Like, did you hear Ware only won by five points? So <laughs> – so okay. that, that's, a, that's a big deal, man. Um, so then, so your sophomore year, you get third, and then your junior yes. year. What happened to your junior year?
1: Junior year, um, EKL chant, and then I met Ryan McCracken in, in the regional finals.
0: Okay. And
1: um, Kevin Stewart, at a Bonner Springs tournament, uh, Ryan McCracken beats Kevin Stewart, I think, my freshman year so the way I looked up to Kevin and that was the first time I wrestled Brian McCracken. One of two times I've wrestled him. Um, honestly, it was, I think decided before I stepped on the mat, I yep. wasn't, I wasn't going to win. And I think he beat me 13 to eight, 13 to four. So, I mean, just, uh, yeah, I wasn't even there. Uh, he, he was so strong. Yeah. He was so strong. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I had him in the finals at state, and uh, got my revenge.
0: Okay, what was the yeah. what was the score of that match?
1: It was four to four going into the the uh, third period, and with about thirty seconds left, uh, I lateral tossed him and held him on his back
0: till the time ran out. Nice, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I've got a picture of that, too. (laughs) I bet. Do you have it on tape somewhere? I'd love to see that match.
1: Uh, Yes, it exists somewhere on tape. Um, Somewhere, yes. But I've got a photo, you know. I take a lot of pictures now of my kids um, trying to create memories. And that's one of the uh, coolest photos I've got, you know, at Ryan's expense. A picture my dad took from the stands with a, you know, telephoto lens, propped in tight, um, Ryan McCracken on his back, uh, still hard to believe sometimes, he's an awesome guy though.
0: Yeah, he sure is, and, uh, I'm gonna try to get him on next week, and I was gonna try to have you guys on at the same time, but sometimes, those podcasts go so long, and I'm like, you know, um, and I wanna be able to talk to everybody, like when I had Matt Biles and Chris Hernandez on, I didn't feel like I got to talk to Biles enough, um, so, you know, you, you learn from these things as well, um, so going back to the regional finals, you said you, you, you had lost already because in your mind he had beaten your idol, right, or somebody that you yes. looked up to. So Absolutely. So that messed with you mentally?
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't go in thinking I'm going to lose, but um, no confidence. I can guarantee you that. Um, I think I may have, you know, a couple of half ass shots in on him. Um, he was so strong. Um, I was never, str- well, I was strong in little kids, but um, junior year, that was at 130 pounds, and uh, I had just grown up, not not out in any way, <laughs> uh, super skinny, so uh, quite a bit taller than Ryan was at that time, but yeah, no confidence in that match, and uh, my dad didn't like it, and he and I strategized the first and second period He's, you know, my dad said, you're going to see him again. Here it comes. We need a strategy. And that's probably the first time I ever focused in on a plan, you know, before a match. Before that, it was just, it's time to wrestle.
0: Yeah. Man, he, I think he started as a freshman too. And, and Brian Roberts was telling me, he was like, he was the best best athlete in our school. Um Mm -hmm. And and I remember talk about a cool name Ryan McCracken and his his boy's name is Sullivan McCracken. How freaking cool yes, is that?
1: That's awesome. That's yeah.
0: Awesome. <laughs> um. And and Derek Lane and I used to go and watch you know, you know EKL and all that and and uh, man that 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 tournament was so freaking good. The EKL. I mean you, every finals match was so good and you'd see guys you'd see guys on the backside that I'm like that guy got third. Like who's in the finals? Um. Yeah. But yeah, McCracken uh, was just super strong, huh?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But smooth,
0: yeah. Smooth this could be, yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, super strong. And and I think he was tan, dude. I think he, yeah, I think he was tan in the wintertime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he was like he was like glistening and had
0: that that mole, <laughs> you know, and just like rowdy rowdy Piper or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh-huh. You're right, dude. That must have been when like tanning became a thing. I'm gonna have to ask him about that because he's not real tan now, so I'm like, that's yeah. not natural. He must have been tanning and uh <laughs> and he did have that like that that uh that professional wrestler hair, like that mullet and yeah. and yeah. uh yeah, I can see it right now. I can remember being at a kids tournament and being like, That's right, McCracken and yeah. he's all tan and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny that you bring that up because every time I think about Uh, Ryan McCracken, I think about how freaking tan he always was. Well,
1: uh, yeah. Yes, I I saw it up close. Um, But yeah, uh, before those two matches, I ran into him at Bishop Miege in the training room after one of his matches, and I don't remember that match, but um, I don't know what I went into the training room for, but he was in there getting his ankles taped up, or at least one of his ankles, and just... Looked like he'd been in a WWF match. Just, you know, he just looked,
0: he was tough. Yeah. I don't know what it was about uh, Turner wrestlers in general, but they were always tough. I remember wrestling a couple kids in like eighth grade and my my uh, club team had put me in the wrong weight class. So I was like wrestling 135, but I was a 25 pounder. And yeah. a, a couple of them I wrestled weren't very good, but holy crap, they were strong. Yeah. Um and I always remember that about Turner guys. There was some guy I beat as a freshman that, that couldn't wrestle worth a damn, but he was so freaking strong. So I don't know what they were doing in Turner uh, to do that, but I remember that. So uh, what about your senior year? Senior year,
1: um, EKL champ, regional champ, lost in the first round to a four-seed Dark City kid. Don't know who he is. Don't remember. Um, by one point, I think, uh, and then uh, I wasn't even interested in the next match. Okay, so that that was it.
0: Okay, it's
1: hard to say, but because um, I I don't like to give up, but I you know I gave up.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we've touched on it a little bit earlier. Wrestling is so mental, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been there. I remember in eighth grade, I was undefeated until the, like the quarterfinals at state. And I got beat by a kid that I'd beaten four or five times. And I remember, and I ended up getting third. I'm proud of that, that I ended up getting third. But I was undefeated going into the tournament, and all I wanted to do was be an undefeated state champ, and I got beat by a kid named John Becker, who had never beaten me. And I had, not making excuses, but I had a knee injury, and I didn't practice that week. And I remember walking around at the hotel room that night, or walking around the parking lot, and... I hate to even admit this, but I was, like, walking on it kind of hard. Like, if my knee swells up enough, I won't even have to wrestle tomorrow. I'll have a built-in excuse. And Mm -hmm. God or whoever had a different plan for me, and I wrestled really well the next day and ended up getting third. But I remember thinking, I don't care about third. I came here to win it, and, you know, and I'm in eighth grade, so now I can't, you know, it's like, damn it, you know.
1: That's my last shot.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I know what you mean. Um, and was that one of the toughest losses ever that you had to take that you remember?
1: No. Um, my wife was my girlfriend at that time in high school. And uh, okay. she was under the bleacher, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, you know, um, no, it was okay. after 12 years of that you know it's okay
0: yeah
1: um with no plans of continuing on after that you know already in my mind yeah probably two times along the way of those 12 years um trying to approach my dad to say i don't want to do this anymore so uh but that i was not successful at that so
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you you made a comment on my uh that solo podcast i did and uh you know it meant a lot to me about about saying it it, it, it kind of touched you or whatever that i you know how hard it was for me to call coach leonard and yeah. and at the time i didn't really understand why but now saying that about your dad i get it because there were times i didn't want to wrestle um and i i'm not saying this was the case with your dad but with mine i was like my dad's not gonna love me if i don't want to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I never yeah. want my boy to feel that way, and, and I don't think my dad meant it to, you know, to do that to me. But that is how I felt. And calling Coach Leonard to tell him I wanted to come back, dude. As I'm talking about it, I feel my throat getting weird. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, it was, it was extremely difficult for me. And uh, so there were times you didn't, you, you were just tired of it. Period. Yeah. I think around fourth grade, uh, I
1: stretched or strained or tore some ligaments in my knee and legitimately, you know, couldn't bend my knee and couldn't wrestle for a while and healed from that. And I came up with this scheme in my mind, you know, um, not having to go to all those practices and, uh, uh, watch what I'm eating, all those things for a short period of time. You know, I just said, you know, this might be a good time to just keep having fun and doing other things so i went to my dad and said you know i don't think i want to do this anymore and it wasn't it wasn't crazy it wasn't super hard he was just like um no <laughs> we don't we don't quit we don't quit it was just that simple
0: so uh man uh, he was right yeah
1: so uh i didn't quit
0: yeah do you, do your kids wrestle at all or have they ever
1: yes my son Casey he is 13 now we did two seasons here in uh Lewisburg schools uh south of Blue Valley where I grew up uh, 4A school um the first year I'm trying to think I think he wrestled maybe one match or two matches out of meat the first year um but the, <laughs> the second year um First day of practice, I had bought from Blue Chip Athletic this purple, you know, the colors out here are purple Wildcats, um, like K-State, but I bought him this awesome bag and these new shoes, and he's got it on his back, and we're going up the sidewalk to the first day of the second year of practice, and he goes, hey, Dad, um, when I don't wrestle next year, can I use this backpack for my school backpack? And I was just like, uh, yeah. So... I kind of knew right then that um, I definitely wasn't going to make him do something that he didn't like to do. Um, he didn't complain about it but just wasn't uh, super interested in it. But uh, he's, he's so he's such a gentle soul. He's super kind super quiet. Doesn't speak up too much. Um, super intelligent. Um, but man he's playing football this year and I've seen a side of him that I, I didn't think it was going to be there, but uh, he's big, he's tall, he's fast. He's he's something else, man. Super proud. Super That's proud. awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I hope Michael wants to wrestle, but at the same time, I know it's not for everybody, and I know how hard it is, and if it's not something you're into, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, I was pretty good at wrestling, and I hated it a lot of times. You know, um, so... I'm definitely not going to force him to do it, and you know I just want him to be happy more than anything. And and uh, and the only reason I want him to is because it's one of the few things I know uh, a fair amount about, you know. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll whatever he wants to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna support him in it. But tell me about your daughter; she's a great athlete too, right? She is.
1: She is. Uh, she did eight uh, up to level eight of gymnastics. Was a state champion on the. Beam and floor, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, and also always did cheer on the side, um, competitive cheer, and uh, she just decided that she was done with the gymnastics. Man, it, you know, you think, gymnastics is way more time involved than wrestling ever could be, from what I saw. Yeah. The, the conditioning that she did, the strength, the strength building. Oh man, she it just built an amazing core on her, uh, but she stopped doing gymnastics at level eight and now is doing cheer at the high school. Um, she's on the yearbook. She's, she's got the creative that's in me. Um, yeah, she's extremely athletic, super smart, straight A student. Awesome.
0: Did she also do, uh, was it, um, pole vaulting? Was that? She is doing pole vaulting. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, she qualified for state
1: this last year as a freshman, and uh, I'm sorry, as a sophomore. Okay. She's a sophomore. So uh, she likes it, um, but there's there's something about going up on that pole and turning your body that she hasn't quite figured out yet. Yeah. So she's just brute forcing her way over that bar. Yeah. So as soon as she figures out that flip, if she continues on with it, um, she's she could be great at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool. That's a cool thing to be good at is freaking pole vaulting. Yeah. It's got to take some. Uh, it's got to take some guts. You know, <laughs> it seems like it would be scary doing pole vaulting.
1: Yeah, uh, the, I, I'm confident in her ability to fall as a gymnast. So if for some reason the momentum's not right and the pole comes back, that's what I worry about. You know, that mat's must be three foot thick. But if you don't hit that mat from a, the top of a eight foot pole shoot man that's trouble so um (laughs) she's confident so i think she'll get it if she continues on with it
0: yeah i can't remember which one of it of your kids it is maybe it's both of them but i can totally see your face in them um well and one of the two maybe more again i can't remember which one but i'm like man that is definitely andy ross's kid
1: i'll bet it's my daughter um there's definitely times where i capture a photo of casey my son and uh he looks like me, and then another shot, he looks like my brother Johnny, uh, Michael, Patrick, you name it, Billy. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's Maddie. She's like a mini-me for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, especially me as a little kid. Yeah, she she looks like me as a little kid in her face.
0: Yeah, I like seeing my my friend's children and seeing their faces in them. You know, that that's cool for me to be like, yeah, I can, you know, with some, certain faces they make, you know. Um, or my nieces or nephews, I'll be like, "Man, you look just like your mama right now," you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um,
1: your son looks exactly like you, dude. You think? And, uh, oh yeah. If he if he decides to wrestle, I, I'm trying to think of the video I saw. You posted the video of him. Um, I don't know if it was trying to get to bed or what it was, or no, you were trying to get him to to ask please or something, but he was getting honored, and he all he was saying was yes.
0: yes but he
1: goes yes yes he's got some he's got some fire in there you can see it yeah
0: (laughs) yeah he he, uh he's at you know he's almost three so he's in that phase where he uh if he doesn't get what he wants right then you know you gotta like jedi mind trick him into being like we're gonna go for a walk and then you can watch your show son because we go we have dinner and then we go for a walk and then he can watch this this uh little einstein show it's like 25 minutes and we let him watch one to two a day and yeah. he'll be like, watch one. And we're like, we're going to go for a walk first, and then you can watch one. And lately, he's been melting down about it. He's like, now. And so we've got to like, we're going to go down the street and look at the cat. Because <laughs> my neighbor's always got these cats laid in the yard. and So we'll take him we'll take him down there. And then he's like, he thinks he's, you know, but you can't give in to that stuff. You can't let mm-hmm. him, you can't, because then they think, you know, this is how I get my way. And it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes, but... Um, I didn't, you know, when you when you don't have kids, and you hear people talk about them, you don't fully understand it, you know, and they're always like, wait till you have kids, you'll understand, and you're like, whatever, or you hear people say um, how much work it is, and I remember hearing that, and I used to think to myself, how much work can it be, you know, and then you have one, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so all-encompassing, time-consuming, especially if you want to do it right, right? Um, but so worth it. You know, I I, oh, yeah. I I love him so much that it makes me anxious, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and those are the things you don't understand until you have one. Oh, um, right. I can relate to
1: that completely.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I was just talking to my dad about it, Um. you know, uh, about my son and his football, you know. 11 sacks, 7th grade football, defensive end, um... Taking photos on my telephoto lens and seeing this face on him that he doesn't show anywhere else, and I've got chills over it right now and telling my dad you know uh you love I love him so much that i can't I can't stand it uh and you're almost afraid something's gonna happen the 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 drive to protect him um, and my dad just said uh uh that never goes
0: away, yeah, I <laughs> that bet never goes away yeah, yeah. I do, I I put him to bed every night and I, I hold him and, and that's the only time he's still. You know? Yeah. That's the only time he's that's the only time I can hold him and he's still and I just I, I'm like just trying to drink it in and I'm like, this is gonna go away and when it does, it's gonna break my freaking heart. And yeah. I hear about how great it is to have a daughter and I, I would like to have one and at the same time I'm afraid it would make me stroke out. <laughs>
1: Feel lucky that my daughter came first. Um, my, my dad was tough on us, all, all six of us. Um, uh, and I was worried that I might be too tough on my kids, you know. Um, yeah, so having that uh, sweet smile daughter first, um, kept me on my toes a little bit more to you know ease up. Um, but uh. Luckily, I've developed enough within myself to know that, you know, uh, being a hard-ass, um, it has its times, but it can't, Yeah, not all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I always thought I would have a daughter first, too, um, when I was, like, younger. I, for some reason, that's how I pictured it. And now, now that I have a boy, and if I did have a daughter, he would be at least three or four years older than her. And so I have this little... I don't know if you call it a fantasy or what in my head of like kids being at school and being and I would if if we have a daughter I'm gonna we're gonna name her Mia we already know that and I have this I, I picture these kids being like dude you said that to Mia Gaither Mia Gaither is Micah Gaither's little sister you are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a
1: protective older brother, man. Uh, My sister had a few of those, so, yeah, it's good to have.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet bet she did. Dude, that's that's, that's the Ross boy's little sister, you idiot. Was she the youngest one? She is the youngest. And uh, when
1: I was coaching at Blue Valley, uh, she was uh, a mat maid or a manager, whatever you call that, that takes stats and cleans the mats and helps coaches and things like that. And she came walking into the wrestling room one day, and I was in there assistant coaching, and uh, one of the freshman boy wrestlers uh, was talking to his teammate while they were drilling and said something, you know, did you see that ass walk past And oh, uh, My chest got tight, and uh, but I kept my cool, but I went over to him, and his drilling partner, I don't remember either of their names, but his drilling partner's eyes were like this, and I said, "That's my sister." And he never, uh, he never said anything again. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, older brother is a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's you know there's no uh, guarantee I would have a daughter if we had another one, but for some reason right. for some reason um, I, I I knew that I was gonna have a boy even before my wife got pregnant. I used to I'd be running on a treadmill. And I'd be thinking about my son, and I would think about him wrestling, but I didn't think about him winning. I thought about him losing, and me telling him, um, I don't care, if you tried hard, and you're having fun, I love you, and that's all I care about. And I used to get, like, teared up thinking about it. I'd be running and thinking about that, because, again, not knocking my dad, but those are the things that I wanted to hear. Like, hey boy, you're my son, and I love you no matter what, you know? No matter if you win or not, and I, I heard a story about that. Corey Kobe Bryant told about his dad telling him he'd come back from some camp, and uh, and his, Kobe was upset about it. He was like, I, "I couldn't score a point," and his son, his dad said, uh, "Kobe, I love you whether you score zero points or sixty points." And he said it gave him permission to fail. You know, like I'm loved no matter what. Right, and uh, that really resonated with me. You know, I'm like, that's how I want to be with him. Not only because of my own childhood, but just I just want him to be, you know, to know that. And when they know yeah. that, the sky's the limit. You know.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, my dad um, never got upset over losing. Um, he may he may have made a point to uh, point out that a plan wasn't executed or an attempt wasn't made but losing no but uh um always told all of us when he was proud of us and uh we don't talk to each other without telling each other we we love each other today yeah. I just talked to my dad you know an hour and a half before i'm on here with you so um love was always communicated but uh tough love too
0: yeah so, yeah right. Yeah, that's something I I hope to teach Micah is, is, uh, son, sometimes all you can do in life is suck it up. (laughs) You know, you're not going to have, you know, there's just going to be situations where the only thing you can do is suck it up. And I hope to to convey that to him in a way that, that he doesn't think I'm a dick about it, but just so that he gets it, you know, like, you know, yeah, there's some things you just have to suck up and get through and... And that's how life is. And speaking of that, um, I'm not trying to get all Barbara Walters on you, but um, what's the toughest thing you've ever dealt with in your in your whole life? If you could point to one thing. Ooh.
1: Toughest thing I've dealt with. Uh, that's pretty easy, actually. It pops right in. Um, I lived in uh, New York City on 9-11. Okay. And... My wife now and I um were working in New York City. She worked for a law firm. I worked for Martha Stewart on the media as a designer on her magazines and and publications. Um we had I'm trying to think. The night before 9-11, something we were we were at a Yankees game or I can't remember if the game got delayed. Something happened at a Yankees game. And uh she, for whatever reason, she was traveling back and forth from New York City to San Francisco. for P- She was working on a PG&E deal, and uh, she rescheduled her flight for the next morning. And I had a 10 o'clock a.m. start at Martha Stewart. So getting from Staten Island to uh, 42nd Street took like an hour and a half. So she had left and gone to the airport before... Uh, I was even going to work, so uh, I get on the ferry, the first plane had already hit, I go out and I see it, I go back into the ferry, and then people start going crazy about the second plane hitting, Um, and that ferry hits its brakes and turns around, and I go back to the apartment, but the reason I'm telling you all this is because from that, cell phones, You couldn't get a signal. You couldn't call anybody. I was actually able to get a call through to my mom at her work to say, hey, if you hear something on the news about planes flying into buildings, I'm okay because my train went underneath the World Trade Center on the way up to 42nd on the 1-9. But uh, I didn't know where my wife was until 530 at night, and I couldn't remember because she was scheduled for that flight that crashed in Pennsylvania. Wow. because of Because of whatever happened to us the night before, she rescheduled it, I think, to go out earlier, by 30 minutes, out of the same gate. So, it haunts me. It makes me mad. I'm grateful, you know, uh, that everything's fine. But, man, that just keeps coming back around. Hits me all the time.
0: Yeah. I bet, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Well, thank God she uh, rescheduled that flight, you know. I mean... You know, and I, I'm I'm sure you've thought about this all of this in great detail, but um, you know, all the your life, you know, you wouldn't have your children, all that stuff. I mean, wow, yeah, um, yeah man, what an what an awful freaking day. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's let's uh, let's end this on a wrestling thing. Who, if you okay. could point to one guy, who's the toughest guy you ever you ever wrestled, if you can remember. Mm. Or are there going to be a few of them? Uh, not... Uh, the North. Not
1: Bob Jaso, but his older brother. Steve. Steve Jaso. My freshman year, um, Tech followed me in about... Um, I don't know. Maybe the first period. Man. Wow. Maybe the first period, yeah. Just absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. Um, just was... I felt like I was wrestling a man. It was just the timing of that. That was the hardest the hardest ass whooping I had ever taken. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember the JSO boys. Bob was really freaking good, and I didn't know uh, Steve, but I know he was the older brother, so I imagine he was uh, tough as nails as well. Um, I wrestled Bob once, but Steve once as well. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Did, did you beat Bob? I
1: beat Bob by one point.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. At North. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The Jason boys, they, they, I can talk to you for four hours, dude. There's so much <laughs> that, yeah. that, that name brings up so many stories to me. Um, uh, w- w- can you point to one thing that was the best win of your career?
1: Yeah. run Against Ryan McCracken in the finals. Yeah. Over o- overcoming, um, the lack of confidence I had in the previous match and believing in myself and a plan. Yeah. That's, uh, thanks to him. Yeah. That's, the, that's the best. That's the best win.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. kind of, I, as I asked it, I was like, well, I know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to say before I let you get out of here? Um, yeah, man. Um, doing this is awesome.
1: Coming to see you do your comedy, is awesome. It's inspiring for me as a creative person and keeping wrestling alive, uh, in, you know, in me, this is like, you know, I love watching these and seeing the old faces and hearing stories. I didn't know. So, uh, thanks for doing this. And thanks for including me. And, uh, I look forward to seeing more of you in the future.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that very much. It was, that was a hard show for me that you came to on, uh, on that Wednesday because, First of all, I hadn't had much sleep, and for some reason my foot was doing this weird cramping up thing when I was up there in my back, and uh, I, was, I didn't know who was in the audience because it's so bright up there, and I didn't know what friends and family was there, and I was worried about whether or not I had enough new material for them, and I told you this in the message, but, um, but it was great seeing all you guys afterwards, and that picture yeah. I've got with all five of us, all five of those guys in that picture were state champs. And, uh, some of the biggest studs I knew growing up, my brother and you and Fippin and, uh, and Matt Biles. Um, so it was great to see you guys. And, uh, and, and this is dude, seriously, one of the best podcasts I've done. You know, like when you, when you said the thing like, well, I don't know what I'll have to contribute or whatever. I'm like, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot just from, just from the messages we had had. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff you told me through messenger and, I'll be honest with you, now that we're done, there's a couple times during this thing where I, for some reason, felt like I was going to start crying. <laughs> well, uh, In a good way, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, emotions, uh, they're important. It's good. Uh, yeah. Being honest. Be vulnerable. Yeah. That's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And and I don't know what it is. When I'm done with these, I always feel, like, drained a little bit, you know? Um, I, like, have to go work out or something, or I'm just worthless <laughs> the whole rest of the day. I don't know what it is, but... But I've really, really enjoyed talking to you, buddy, and uh, you know, let's stay in touch, and uh, and I'll see you again soon, hopefully.
1: All right, man. Thanks, Tim.
0: All right, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Thank talk, you. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Later. All right, everybody. Andy Ross. Um, I did. That was a great freaking podcast for me. I, I I don't know how many times during that I felt my throat getting all weird and <laughs> and like right from the jump I was like excited about just I, I was so flooded with so many memories um from my childhood and and uh and I, I can't even express it how how that podcast made me feel and, and I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh yeah make, as always going to making it happen m-a-c-a-n it happened help out little Bo making and his family and uh you know I know this is a wrestling podcast but it feels like this this country is so divided right now, and um, and we don't need to be, you know. <laughs> um, we don't need to be. That, that's all there is to it. Um, we all basically want the same things, and uh, I love all of you. I really appreciate you guys watching these podcasts, and uh, so yeah, I'm gonna get out of here before I start balling. <laughs> I love all of you. Have a great day and take care. God bless all of you. Bye-bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.